Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping, alright guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers and I have wrist bracelets, the ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to... Um, Spotify in the bio you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get if I don't get any voicemails it'll continue just be ask me anything either way I'm hoping that you guys get involved I want to be more uh, retro I want to be more active with you guys okay also you go to the bio in Spotify and you can support this podcast for a mere four ninety nine a month. I think there's three options, ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. Either one, I really don't care either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing and it is fantastic it is getting to the point um it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-covid numbers and that's exciting and i have only you to thank so thank you very much guys once again go to youtube go to spotify like and subscribe on both leave a review on both Hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is that is offered, and I will also send you a hat 
once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is a Michigan football rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, Before we get into this episode, this is the big game pregame, UConn. (laughs) I don't know if it's a big game, but it's a game, all right. Uh, Before we get into that, let's do the whole housekeeping thing. I'm on YouTube. I'm on uh, uh uh, Instagram and Facebook fa- uh, fan page. Uh, hit me up on all those. I mean, I will respond to most of the comments. If you're just going to be stupid, I'm not really going to pay attention to them. Um, unless it's funny. If it's funny, then maybe I will. I guess it just depends on my mood at the time. But for the most part, I really don't pay attention. Uh, I see the comment and then I either will read it or ignore it, depending on my mood, I guess. Um, just being honest. Uh, so, uh, hit me up there guys. Um, I'm working on getting some other stuff for the podcast, uh, like stickers, other stickers. Cause people seem to love these stickers. I get more comments about, Hey, why aren't you doing the sticker thing anymore? And Hey, listen, Hey, you like them. I'll, I'll get them. I don't, you know, I'm good with it. I love it. I love getting the, the people to what they need you know what they want. So, uh, let's get into this. Uh, so we're playing, uh, UConn this weekend. I mean, let's face it, it's going to be another one of those cupcake walks for us. And, uh, I mean, what, UConn for the last couple of years have just been just awful. I mean, awful. I mean, they, I think, were considered the worst college football team, I think, last season or like three seasons ago, something of that nature. I don't know. But they're not good. Uh, so I fully expect another romp. Um, there is, however, they do have a decent running game though. I was kind of surprised to see now, listen, they haven't played uh tremendous talent. I mean, they played, uh, I've never even heard of this school. It was like, uh, the central U uh, central CT state. So I would assume it's central Connecticut state. Maybe, um, that's the only win of the season for them. Uh, they played Syracuse and they played Utah State. Uh, but in all three of these games, their running back, uh, Nathan Carter, has, I mean, he has 384 yards rushing on the season, which is not bad. I mean, considering it's about an average, what, 120 some uh, yards per game. I mean, he ran for 190 against Utah State, he ran for 71 against Syracuse, and 123 against Central Connecticut State. I think Connecticut. I think it's Connecticut CT. I don't know. Whatever. It's Central CT State. Um, I mean, that's really about all they got going for him. They got a quarterback. He's decent stats: three hundred seventy-three yards passing, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, he his name is Zion Turner. He hooks it up with Aaron Turner. I don't know if they're related, but you got the Turner Turner connection. Uh, and Turner uh, Aaron has got. 11 receptions for 160 and a touchdown. So, I mean, you know, not great stuff. But, I mean, I guess if you were to look at some of Michigan's stats, I don't know if we'd blow you out of the water with how great our stats are at this point. Because 
our starters only play a half. So, um, you know, it is what it is at this point. Uh, but I would love – this is going to be a very good exercise for the defense, uh, defensive line anyways. I can't wait to see what our defensive tackles do in this. I think if they blow up this run, we can get north of five, six sacks. Uh, I really do believe it because, I mean, you blow up the middle. I don't know. Unless he's got some amazing speed, this Nathan Carter. If he's got amazing around-the-corner speed, then maybe the, the running game can be semi-successful. But if they're if they're hoping to do traps or, or counters or dives or any of that stuff, uh, defensive tackles that we have are going to blow that shit up, and it should be a very long day for UConn. Um, I don't expect this kid to get over 75 yards rushing against our defense. Um, I think we're going to be dominant. I can't wait to see that part of it. I, I always love watching unique uh, challenges, right? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's unique. You get to watch a running, a running back, see how well they do against our defensive line. I always love that. The offensive line against the defensive line challenges are always very uh uh, they're intriguing to me. I love watching the big men smash it up. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win 63 to 10. I'm stuck on the 63. Uh, and I think just like last week, you see the points come in the middle of the third to the fourth quarter. Cause I really do believe Harbaugh is going to keep our starters into about mid third, just because you want to get them, uh, some run into the later quarter. So when they play Maryland the following week, it's nothing new to them, right? They want to have at least one one to two weeks of that. And I think they did some of that in the Colorado State game, but it'll give them a chance to, you know, come in at halftime, come back out, warm up, start it all over again, and continue on. So this way when we play Maryland, it won't be some weird, you know, stop-and-go type Um I think we're going to win easy, 63-10. to 10. I think our offense and our defense are just going to look amazing. But um, there's some things that I've just been thinking about just throughout the week, and I would like to, I don't know, address some of it. And, um, one, I've heard people say, are, are, is our running game struggling so far? And I don't, for the life of me, I can't understand why this is even being asked. I mean, in the two weeks, we week one against Colorado State, we ran for 234 yards. Now, I guess you can look at Quorum's 76 yards, I think it was, in the first game and be like, well, he only had 76 yards. He didn't run, he didn't run for 100. But I think Edwards had close to 60-something, and they both didn't play the full game. I mean, I don't think – I think if we were saying, oh, he only got 76 yards rushing and he played the full game, then maybe we have a problem. Like, I mean, look at what, we, what he did against Hawaii. He played a half, one half of football, and he had nine rushes for 88 yards. <laughs> that's, that's almost 10 yards a rush, and at halftime. So even if he went in for the third quarter, he probably would have had 130 yards rushing. So I don't know if you could ever say, well, is our, is our running game struggling? I don't know how you can say, how can you make a definitive statement on anything struggling when all they do is play a half? I mean, you need the full, the full rounded game to even make a real decision on anything, right? Uh, I don't, 
I, to me, that's just crazy. I just, I mean, if you really look at some of these totals, like Corn uh, probably would have had 130 to 150. Hell, if he played all four quarters, he probably could have had 200 yards rushing. JJ would have probably been around 350 in passing. You know, I mean, and then either Ronnie Bell or or one of the Cornelius Johnson or Roman Wilson, they would have well been over 150 in wide receiving yards if they played the whole game. So, no, I don't think we're struggling at all. We're just playing. We're right as we're getting rolling. We get pulled out. The starters get pulled out and the backups come back and the backups come in. You know, in my opinion, in my opinion, to be quite honest with you, right now our starting defense hasn't allowed a point. So the first two weeks, in my opinion, the first two weeks have been shutouts. Because you, I, I guess technically they're not obviously because the two teams score points, but we're only I only judge on the starters. That's how you. That's how you're ever going to really judge this team, anyways. Is you're going to judge them on on the starting lineup because you're not going to be like, well, what did the third team do against Ohio State? Third team second strings aren't going to see the field against Ohio State. So, well, how we need to judge this team is based off the starters. So right now, our our defense is our starting defense has not allowed a point, not a point, and they're probably not going to allow a point in this game against UConn. When UConn scores this scores these ten points, in my opinion, it's going to be in the late third, early fourth quarter when we have our second and third string team in there. But right now, our starting defense is doing amazing, and they zero points. They're on board. They're swarming the ball. They're doing everything you could ever ask them to do. And same thing with our offense. I think uh, this offense is probably the best offense I've ever seen Michigan have. And I know it's only been two two games right and things obviously can just fall apart in week four week five all that shit right i mean the brakes the wheels everything can just come flying right off um i really want to see what this offense can do against iowa's defense because iowa's offense stinks out loud but their defense is solid their defense is really really good but as we all know the defense can only hold up and be so good for so long before they get exhausted. And when you have a team like Michigan's offense where you could literally have wide receivers, we have so many wide receivers and so many running backs that they can hit you like hockey, like uh, hockey lineups. You know, you could have Roman Wilson and A.J. Henney just sprint there and wear out the the cornerbacks and then have the second guys come in and have the the Ronnie Bells pick things up and I mean you can just destroy a defense with the crashing of the waves of our offense of our offensive weapons right I can't wait to see it it's just a lot like what we saw in the eight in the Big Ten title game it would be my opinion so what I think how it's going to finally break out but as we all know Kinnick at night is a magical place where Really good teams go and die. So, who knows? But anyways, getting back to UConn. Um, also, there, uh, I've heard some people also talking about... Um, uh, oh, well, will Cade ever start again? Like People are like, oh, well, we need Cade. We need Cade because he's going to have to come in, and more than likely he's going to have to lead us to a win if J.J. gets hurt. Or this whole thinking that J.J. somehow is going to uh, not be great. 
I, it's it's I don't know. It's crazy to me because I don't I don't follow very many other college football podcasts, so I couldn't tell you how the fan base feels about say C.J. Stroud or um, Bryce Young or name any other fantastic quarterback that they have, right? And they're like, hey, listen, we don't I don't know about this. You know, maybe it's not working. I don't think they worry about that stuff. I mean, I know this is new for us because J.J. is probably the greatest quarterback we, maybe some of you young Michigan Wolverine fans have ever seen. I mean, to me, the two really great quarterbacks, three quarterbacks that I've really seen that I really, really loved in in at Michigan, minus Tom Brady, right? Because, you know, I'm a Tom Brady guy, is Elvis Gerbach. I loved him. I loved Chad Henney, and I was really excited about uh, Ryan Mallett. Um, and, but he's going, he probably has a chance to be greater than them. If he continues to start this whole season, which I think he will, I don't think to be quite honest, I don't think Cade's ever going to see the starting role again. And I also don't think that I think this may be the last game Cade is our backup. And I'll get more into that in a minute. But, uh, if, when JJ starts this whole season, I think JJ, JJ is going to beat the, touchdown record which is 25 only 25 touchdown passes in one season and i think that was either chad henney or uh ryan mallet that's one of the two but very talented i mean in my opinion i love those two guys but i think jj i mean he is something we're not used to at michigan we're not used to seeing this amazing type of dynamic quarterback play we're just not and especially you young guys, you young Michigan Wolverine fans have no clue what a great, great dynamic quarterback looks like. You just don't. I mean, uh, Denard Robinson's maybe the best quarterback you've seen. Devin Gardner, if he had a better offensive line, probably could have been that. Um, but what, we had Tate Forcier for one game. Uh, and then, what, in the Harbaugh era, we had, uh, you know, Jake Ruddock. He was the best one out of all of them until until Cade stepped up and then J.J. McCarthy. I mean, what, we had a, we had Shea, Shea McNamara, Mr. I, I skipped the ball after 15 yards McNamara, or Wilton Spate, Mr. Privilege himself, or jo, John O'Corn. This, I mean, Jesus, he was awful. Anyways, you know, so this what I'm saying is that we just we're not used to dynamic play. We're not used to being treated well, right? We're we're used to having girlfriends that cheat on us, and we're just like, ugh, this again. I, I just don't understand why I can't take this. I just don't know what's going on. You know, we don't trust it. We just think it's going to be, the the JJ rugs going to get pulled from underneath us, and I just don't think other fan bases think that way. So I I, I want to get past that with JJ. I just want to believe he's always going to be there. Also, which leads into. This whole thing that, you know, the the race isn't over. You know, maybe you know, Cade's got to get get his head straight. He's got to do all this. No, Cade's mentally screwed. This kid is done. And I guarantee you, when you see him get into the third quarter against UConn, he's going to look just as bad as this week. He's going to look bad, which I think he completely played himself into the third string. And I think from here on out, you're going to see Davis Warren as our backup quarterback after this UConn, uh, after this UConn game, because I think Cade McNamara is going to nail the, the nail the he's going to nail the final nail in his coffin as the backup quarterback. He's officially going to say goodbye to the starter. He's never going to start another game. 
Davis Warren is going to be the backup, and he's going to be our third string. And I would, I'm very curious to see how he handles that if this is what happens. I mean, he's still a captain, so I wonder if he's still going to show that leadership even though all his wants and dreams have officially been shit on and destroyed through his own effort. I'm very curious how that's going to how that's going to play out. That's the only thing that I'm really interested in seeing with when it comes to Cade McNamara just because I he fell apart. He fell apart so bad that I don't see him coming back from that. It was the worst performance I've seen. He only threw for 26 yards. He looked god awful. I don't see how he comes back from this. Now, maybe he does. Maybe he's a lot more mentally strong than I give him credit for. And for that, I hope that's true. I would be very happy to be wrong. And I would love to see Cade McNamara prove me wrong and be the backup we need, be the leader we need as the backup. And if we do need him, God forbid, if J.J. gets hurt, because J.J.'s going to struggle one or two games, but he's never going to struggle enough to where you ever take him out. That's nuts. He's never going to do that. You want to know why? And I'll tell you why. Because I think this injury that he had was probably the best thing that's ever happened to him. Because last season, you know, people said he was a little erratic. He was a little turnover prone. Maybe he's a little too much of a gunslinger, right? Well, when you have all your physical gifts taken from you because of an injury, right, due to an injury, you can either do one, one of two things. You can crumble from it and be like, oh, crap, you know, and not really learn from it and really just focus on getting back in recovering that strength and not really working on the other parts of your game that you need, like the turnover battle or, you know, not being so erratic, not being a gunslinger, kind of that kind of stuff, relying too much on his weapons, his natural ability, or you could do what he did, and that was get in the film room. Right, He was on John Jansen's podcast a while ago. He was talking about how he focused, how he got, well, one, he was in the, he's been into meditation, I think, ever since he was in high school. But that clears the mind, that helped him then get into, start studying film, start studying, going, breaking down each position on whatever teams he's going to be playing. Does this guy do this? Why does he do that? Look at the hips here. Do the, you know, he just broke down everything. He started working on the bits of his game that were weak instead of only focusing on regaining the gifts that God gave him, right? Because he knew that was going to come. When you already know you've got the talent, you should work on the other parts of your game that need to work, be worked on. And as we've seen, this this inaccurate gunslinger that people have kind of described him as, and yours truly, I thought he was a little uh, turnover prone. And I mean, I used the Michigan State game, even though you could make the argument that Corum probably fumbled that ball just as much as JJ did. Uh, yeah. In his two games that he's played, one pass it was incomplete. One, he went four for four in the first in the first game, and he went eleven out of twelve in the second game. And that one incomplete pass hit Ronnie Bell in the hands, and he dropped it. So he's pretty much perfect. So what he learned and what he used that downtime to do was improve his his quarterback mind his his quarterback iq and now that that's been that that he's raised the game on that now the physical stuff is always been at a nine or a ten he's never had to worry about that he broke the rust off throughout through training camp and now 
boom, he is, he's firing on all cylinders. And that's what a kid who is dedicated to the game does. I don't know if Cade did the same thing. I don't know if Cade was like, yeah, I'm a great leader. This is my team. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I don't know if he worked as hard. And it's proven. I mean, it's showed in the first two games. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited about this kid. JJ just impresses me every time I see him. Every time I hear him, how grateful he is, how happy he is, how focused he is. Ah, he's he's just everything you could ever want as a quarterback. And I am just so excited to see what this kid does this season. Um, I think so with that, I think JJ McCarthy probably going to throw. I, I would assume, like I said, I think the stars are going to stay until about midway in the third quarter. And you're going to see J.J. throw for 300 yards, 50 yards rushing, and I'm going to say four total touchdowns. Okay, could be more, but I'm going to say four. Then Corum, staying in most of the game, he's going to rush for a buck 20. About a buck 21 touchdown. I, you could also say Stokes. I bet you Stokes gets anywhere around 75 to 80 yards rushing. Um, hell, we might even have two 100-yard rushers in this game. Uh just because Stokes will probably stay in through all the way through to the fourth, which will help pad his stats. And then uh, I think Wilson will end up having the more explosive game, even though I think um, Ronnie Bell will probably have the most receptions. I bet you Ronnie Bell has another eight game. I mean, eight catch, I don't know, 80 yard game. And I think Roman will have another three catches for 85 yards and like two touchdowns. This kid is electric, and I mean, I didn't realize this. The kid touched the ball four times this season so far, and three of them have been touchdowns. <laughs> and I think all of them have been over 40 yards. I think if I saw the stat right, I think all of them have been over 40 yards. That's crazy impressive. Um, he's just he's just a game-breaker. And if you saw that first touchdown he had, he was a good 10 yards in front of the, the cornerback that was trying to guard him. I know it was Hawaii. I get it. I know that. But still, speed kills, and this kid has got it. And, and <laughs> I mean, he's got it, boy. He has got it, got it, got it. So I'm pretty excited about that. So keys to victory, obviously. We're going to need a defense. Um, let's see. Here. Keys to victory. Oh, just unleash, unleash the defense. And just unleash the defense and unleash JJ like they've been doing. And I think we're going to have it. Like, good run defense. I expect the defensive tackles to have a big game. If the defensive tackles have big games, they're going to shut down that run, which then in turn will put pressure on the quarterback. And the longer he's got to make a decision without the without the benefit of a running game, the more it gives our boys a chance on the ends to get to him. The I mean, I really just can't wait. I can't wait to see how our defensive line plays this week. Uh, so defense, wrong, strong defense. I mean, strong run defense and then unleash JJ McCarthy. Those are just the two overall keys to victory. In my opinion, um, defensive, I can, I can see the defensive output being three sacks, a bunch of, I mean, probably five or six quarterback hurries. And I would say about 15, I want to go with 15 tackles for loss is going to be my guess. Uh, defensive MVP, I just think Chris Jenkins is going to have one hell of a game. I think he is just literally one to two seconds slow on just really being dominant. I, I think because Mozzie Smith is getting so much attention and eating up to like double teams, I think it's just any game now. You're going to see Chris Jenkins explode. 
he really he reminds me of Aaron Donald a bit, like the body style. And I can't wait to see what this kid does. Uh, so I'm going to say Chris Jenkins as the defensive MVP. Obviously, we're going to go with J.J. McCarthy as offensive MVP. Uh, 63-10, to 10, Michigan. We'll probably be 56 nothing by the third middle of the third quarter. You know, when they pull everybody out. I think our starting defense throws another shutout, which will be three in a row. Um, oh, guys, I'm going I'm to end on this. but So instead of doing an Ask Me Anything, uh, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to kind of make it uh, a little bit more unique. I'm going to go with the top eight questions, okay? It's going to be a quick hitter episode, so maybe under 15 minutes. I want the top eight questions. I am going to open up the questions from the time I publish this till Thursday night. All right? Thursday night. And then Thursday night, I'm going to do the quick hitter episode, and we'll pop it out for Friday, and then we'll have Friday, Saturday, then we'll do the reaction episode. So I'm going to put a post up. So what I need you guys to do is I'm going to take the first eight questions I get. All right, DM me on Instagram or leave your messages on the uh, on the um, on the post that I put up for the top eight questions. Okay, and as soon as I get the eight, that's done. It's over, um, and then we'll go from there. And just keep doing it. If I don't get to your question, then just keep doing it each week. I want to create some type of. Uh, you know, want some yearn for you guys to get your questions read. I think, I think, because I get enough of them. I just think this is going to be a perfect way to do it. It'll actually work into my lifestyle with how busy I've been. I have enough time for a quick hitter. I just don't really necessarily always have the time for full episodes. I know that's crazy, but it's just the way it is right now. So, guys, remember, quick hitter episode, the top eight, ask me anything, coming out Thursday night. So get your questions in. The first top, the first eight I get is what what I'm going with, and I will be posting this the top eight post as soon as this one as soon as this episode is published uh, or released. All right, guys. So I'm excited. I think this week is going to be another fun, easy watch. You know, uh, we'll just fall in love with JJ even more. Uh, just so listen, it is great. I mean, it really is great right now to be a Michigan Wolverine. It almost seems too good to be true. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.